and welcome back to another episode of What the Bleep Are They Talking About? The podcast where we help you understand exactly what they're talking about in the news. I'm Jack, and with me, as always, is the fabulous Jennifer. How's everybody doing? I still can't get my hair right, so comment down below what the bleep I should do with my hair. And make sure you like this comment and subscribe and sh share this content with your friends and your family and your enemies as well. And if your family is your enemies, then, you know, that's fine too. And don't forget to do all of the social media stuff with all of the social media platforms. They're all linked down below. Do the liking, do the following. And my new thing that I'm gonna do in every video is only do the following on social media, not in real life, cause that's creepy. And as a great segue talking about families, more rental aid is coming. Actually, I don't know what that has to do with families at all, but more rental aid is reaching tenants to stave off eviction, according to the Associated Press. If your family's your enemy, then I guess maybe you'll be able to pay your rent to stay away from them and not have to move back in with them. I have no idea. I see the segue. I'm making the segue. Let's just go with but, it. Uh, so this article was pretty interesting because we talked about the eviction moratorium a while back, and we did a little discovering, I suppose, that rental assistance was not reaching the renters. Yes. Or the, the uh, oh gosh, the tenants. The landlords. The landlords. Yeah. That's the right word. Um, As an apartment renter, I should know that word. <laughs> Maybe. And you actually kind of made a post about this on your Instagram. And you don't read all of the comments. I read a fair amount of them because mm -hmm. I try to shelter you a little bit. Sure. Um, just kidding. He reads a lot of his comments. Mm -hmm. um, but a lot of the arguments about, like, should we extend the moratorium? Should we not? Mm -hmm. Most of the arguments were like, well, the people aren't getting paid. The tenant, mm -hmm. you know, the landlords now you've got me doing it the landlords need to get paid and mm -hmm. a lot of them were slightly hostile like well you know screw the landlords i guess no 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 no. that's not the point at all mm -hmm. it's the exact opposite of the point mm -hmm. like the money needs to get to them and that's the point is mm -hmm. it wasn't so whatever we need to do to make sure that money that was allocated gets to those landlords that's what we need to do mm -hmm. and we read an article a while back uh, about new york city anyway and a major barrier for getting that rental uh, rental aid to the renters was the lack of having an adequate system. Yeah, right? it the system like, was awful. Mm -hmm. It sounded like they had to go online, they had to fill out a form, but the, 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 the service that was they were using was not properly adequate for, for, for the amount of people that were using it. And like it crashed, it didn't have a save option, so oh, yeah. you couldn't like save it and go back to it, which was mm -hmm. really inconvenient. Um, and I don't think anyone. I don't know. I, the The main problem is, is the the renter or the the landlords were just not getting their money. Yeah, which is a problem. You cannot. That is not a sustainable solution. An eviction moratorium is not a sustainable solution for for anyone. Uh, if if the money is not going to the people who have to pay the rent and pay to you know fix the the property and and, and fix whatever's wrong with it that crops up yeah and i mean you get awful landlords you get mm -hmm. people who are not doing what they're right. supposed to do not upholding their end of the bargain mm -hmm. but there's a lot of landlords many 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 landlords property companies whatever mm -hmm. that do uphold their end of the bargain and it's right. fine and you know you're 
if they don't get their money, it's basically swapping one for the other, mm-hmm. and it's it's like, well, who who gets to eat that month? Right. People who have these still have their mortgages on a house if that's what mm-hmm. they're renting or whatever. So. Mm-hmm. And and people often forget that landlords aren't just nameless entities that yeah. own a an apartment complex. Like, I mean, sometimes mom, they are moms but... and dads and and just general people own a house and they rent out a room to rent. Like that's their life savings in their house, and 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 you're not helping to pay that. So so it's just damaging for everyone, especially you know. So if you're going to keep it going, people have to get paid. Yeah. Um, but almost a month after a federal eviction moratorium ended, so right on cue, the Treasury Department said Friday that states and cities distributed money for nearly 1.4 million payments in August, and the pace picked up. From the month before. Freaking finally. More than 16.5% of the tens of billions of dollars in federal rental assistance reached tenants last month, compared with 11% in July. Yeah, it's still not a lot, but okay. The latest data from the department, which oversees the program, also found that states and cities that were slow to get their program off the ground are now sending tens of millions of dollars out the door. This is a disaster. I mean, really, 16.5% of the tens of billions of dollars of rental assistance has made it to the tenants. But at least it's going in the right direction now. It's not going in the right direction. I it, mean, it went up. Hard, that's hardly an increase. It, it, it is an increase, though. 11% to 165 Okay, well, it's only 5.5%. But we're 18 months in. So what that's telling me is that there's, I don't know, there, there, there's 70, or 84% okay. of people, or, or 84, people are missing 84% of that money. But it took us 18 months to go mm-hmm. from zero to 11%. And then it's taken us one month to go from 11 to 16.5%. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that still be gross? It's gross. That's still a terrible situation. 18 months. I mean, the previous 18 months are the mm-hmm. terrible situation. Again, it's going in the right direction. I don't care. These people should have been paid. Oh, they should have. 100%. Every month over the last... But we can't months. change that. The only thing we can do is change going forward. So let's hope this growth continues. I don't know what system they have in place. Um, a bad one. But it's atrocious. Uh, lawmakers approved $46.5 billion in spending on rental assistance, but so far states and cities are mostly allocating the first installment of $25 billion, which must be spent by September 30th. Allocation of the second installment of $21.5 billion can go through September 30th, 2025. Treasury officials acknowledge they were not satisfied with the total distribution, obviously, but they insisted that what has gone out so far represented meaningful numbers and that the money was having an impact in helping keep families in their homes. I will 100%. As the daughter of an accountant, mm-hmm. I can guarantee you all of the accountants are going, no, 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 no. What mm-hmm. the hell? What the hell? Spend this money or we're never getting money again. I have a question. What do they mean that this money has an impact on keeping families in their home? Shouldn't this money be going to the backlog of of missed rent? I mean, that list has to be enormously long because 84% of money has not made it to the tenants. So, And the eviction moratorium is over. So does that mean that they're using this money 
to help the current month when it should be going to the past months. I am hoping, mm -hmm. I'm hoping that this just means it will pay the backlog, which means that people will not now get thrown out of their homes for mm -hmm. all of that mispayment and that they can sustain their rent mm -hmm. for the upcoming months. I would hope so. All we can do is hope. Now, we're probably wrong, but... It makes no sense to me that at this point, so the process to, to get this, for the tenant to get the money, mm -hmm. is that the renter has to fill out the form and has to then, the, then the money is given to the tenant, or the, 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 the resident, and then it's given to the tenant, right? Landlord, not the tenant. Oh gosh, yeah, landlord, whatever. Um, no, I would hope what we're doing Again, this is me hoping. No, no, no. Remember in New York, right? They had to fill out the form. The renter had to fill out the form, and then yes. the money would go to them, and then they would go on to the to the landlord. Did we ever confirm that it would be paid to the renter? I think so. I but don't remember hearing that. Anyway, my point is the tenant or the landlord, my God, the landlord should just be able to file a form that says, I have this guy living in my house for 12 months. This is how much you owe me. Yeah here's the form here's the proof get on with it like you have the money the money is supposed to go to me but the problem give is give me the money the problem is mm -hmm. not everybody's going to qualify for this i don't think i would hope everyone qualifies for it everyone who's had to not get rent for the last 18 months I just don't feel like they are. I feel like it's only going to be like if you lost your job due to COVID or if you, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. Right. I don't feel like if, like, say you, for example, mm -hmm. you still had your job during most of the pandemic and everything. Mm -hmm. Say you just decided to stop paying your rent because you knew they couldn't, they couldn't throw you out. Right. And you applied for this, but they saw like, oh, you still had your job. You still had this. You still had that. Could they deny you and essentially your landlord getting mm -hmm. that money and then basically tell the landlord you have to go through alternate means to get your money from this person. Mm. So you have to sue them mm -hmm. for what you they owe you. Even right. though you couldn't throw them out, you have to go through the proper channels because they didn't qualify for our assistance. Mm -hmm. So you have to go through this other means in order to get the money that you're owed. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I which, like it. Which kind of sucks, mm -hmm. but like, it makes sense. We're not just going to qualify everybody because you stopped paying your rent. Mm -hmm. So that's true. Then yeah, then then the argument is the the eviction moratorium then disparately impacts people, right? Because if you have someone who did not lose their job because of COVID and then they're just sitting in your home, like then that's just crappy. You should have been able to kick that guy out because it's like, well, you weren't impacted by COVID. I think the entire moratorium should have had that. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm not able to pay my rent. Mm -hmm. Can I apply? Like my my landlord cannot kick me out right. until they have proven mm -hmm. that I don't have. I don't know. Maybe that wouldn't work. But like, no, I like somebody would mm -hmm. have to prove this person has the means to pay me. They're just not. Mm -hmm. Like, you. I still don't think we should have been able to kick people out. So I don't know how that would have. But like maybe. If they had implemented it better and been like, okay, you have six months of this moratorium to submit documentation or whatever, showing you lost your job due to COVID or this, that, or the other, whatever. And then after that point. Let's see. So I'm pulling up the emergency rental assistance program from the treasury. Oh. So let's see. 
Even as the American, okay, so this is an introduction, blah, blah, blah. Okay, COVID-19 has exacerbated an affordable housing crisis that predated the pandemic and that has exacerbated deep disparities that threaten the strength of an economic recovery that must work for everyone, except those who don't want to work, but whatever. It's funny. Um, to meet this need, the Emergency Rental Assistance Program makes funding available to assist households that are unable to pay rent or utilities. So just keep that water running and those lights on and we'll pay for it. Um, be so funny. If I was maniacal, I would just like leave my bathtub running all day. Make them pay it. for it. Yeah. Um, two separate programs have been established. The ERA-1, oh, Emergency Rental Assistance Program 1, provides up to $25 billion under the Consolidation Appropriations Act of 2021, which was enacted on December 27th, 2020. And that was those two portions they talked about earlier in this article, right? I guess so. Probably. Ah, uh, yes, that's $25 billion, and the ERA-2 is the $21.55 billion. And the first portion has to be used by September next year, and then mm -hmm. the second must be used by September, like, 2025, they just mm -hmm. said. These funds are provided directly to states, U.S. territories, local governments, and Indian tribes. Grantees use the funds to provide assistance to eligible households through existing or newly created rental assistance programs. So essentially, kind of going back to all that states' rights stuff, mm -hmm. the federal government just gave them the money, and it was up to the states on how to implement it, and they implemented it badly, as usual. So what I want to find is who – can you get it even if you're fired? I think that depends – I guess that depends on the states and how they – said this is how you qualify for it because it doesn't sound like that actually says any qualifications so this comes from consumerfinance.gov uh, state and local programs are distributing billions of dollars in rental assistance obviously if you're a renter having if you're a renter having trouble paying your rent utilities or other housing costs or if your landlord you're a landlord trying to stay afloat with tenants in this situation help may be available Maybe available. Maybe. 11% uh, of the time and now 16.8% of the time. Five. Uh, five. That five. was bad. Three. That was lower. Uh, state and local programs are taking applications from renters and landlords. Oh, to... see? Good. 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 We we agree. Me and consumerfinance.gov. Good. Or whoever came up with the bill. You, you and literally what they're doing. Yeah, so. good. Good. Uh, to distribute money from the U.S. Department of Treasury's Emergency Rental Assistance Program in their own communities. If you're a landlord, you may think of rental assistance as help for renters. But right now, most federal emergency rental assistance program programs accept applicants from land, applications from landlords. Where renters can apply, blah, blah, blah. So renters and landlords can That's good. apply. I like that. Um. So you apply through the ERA program, blah, 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 blah. Uh, what does it cover? It covers reasonable late fees, internet services to your home. I'm going to apply. Uh, moving expenses. Moving expenses. Wow. Okay. And people can just leave like you told them to. Seriously. It's just a bill for you, Jack. I know. And other rental-related fees, such as security deposits, application fees, or screening fees for families who have to move. My gosh. Dude. Um, 
am I eligible? Okay, here we go. There you go. Am I eligible? To be eligible for help covering your rent, you must have an agreement to pay rent for your home or mobile home flat. Obviously, you don't necessarily need to have a signed lease, and your home could be an apartment, house, mobile home, or other place. How many people took advantage of that? Like, I'm living with my parents, but they're charging me, charging me a thousand bucks a month to live there. I need, uh, I need that thousand bucks. Um, Again, God, I hope things like that were nipped in the bud. I'm sure people didn't actually do that, except maybe one person. You. <laughs> no, gosh. Uh, it's a good idea, but... Don't don't break federal law, guys. Um, scam the federal government. These three All statements the are also need to be true. So you, so you need not necessarily sign lease. You just have to live somewhere. Yeah. With an agreement. With an agreement. So. But you need these three statements also. At least one member of your household has qualified for unemployment or should qualify. So if your family, only one of you has to have qualified for unemployment. Which is fair, because we know most places you need two incomes in order mm -hmm. to actually stay afloat with all of your bills. Or... Wait, or? Yes, so there's many... So this is one, and then there's two, and then there's three. The first sentence made it sound like this was an and. No. So one okay. has, has four things in there for you to qualify. So at oh, least okay. one member of your family has qualified for unemployment or should qualify okay so that's two the second bullet point that's one the second bullet point is lost income okay the third bullet point is owed large expenses or had other financial hardships so it's not and all of these things it's at least one, one of, of those because things. they put or after okay. the third one, which indicates that. Then we're getting into the and because we're going to part two. Well, hold on because because qualify for unemployment. I get that. Mm -hmm. So it only qualifies people who have been fired or, or lost their job because of COVID. Mm -hmm. um, large, large bills. I, I kind of get what mm -hmm. if you went into the hospital with COVID and had right. this large medical bill like that's right. financial hardship. Large expenses. Right. Um. And again, people could take advantage of that supposedly if they had a pre-existing condition. Everybody will always take advantage of everything, no lost, matter what. Lost income. So lost income would therefore then cover people who have just quit. So the people who quit don't get unemployment, but they have lost income. Do they mean that or do they just mean like they didn't get fired, mm -hmm. but they've had their hours cut so much that they're losing income? It could be both. <laughs> I would imagine well, I it could be both. I, I had other financial hardships. So lost income, quit, had other financial hardships, part-time lost hours. Mm. I would argue. Uh, your household income, so this is the second. The two, so you gotta, which is the and, right? So you got to meet number one, which could be anyone. So literally exist. Mm -hmm. two. two. And. Your household income is below a certain amount based on where you live. This is just ticking all of your boxes, Achenbach. Uh, yeah, that's fine. Well, I, no. Like, what boxes? Like, how you say, you know, oh, well, $15 minimum wage oh. in one area mm -hmm. is different from, yeah, so based on yeah. where you live. Oh, yeah. Yeah, number two is, uh, number two is fantastic, because it does. Um, it takes that into consideration. It doesn't apply to most people in, I don't know rural states but everyone in new york has applied to the for this and i mean they actually haven't but but 
It should be. The cost. I'm, I'm getting at the cost is really high. Number three, at least one member of your household is experiencing housing instability, which means they are at risk of becoming homeless or would have trouble finding a stable place to live, which is everybody. Yeah. So if you quit and you can't pay your rent, you're at risk of becoming homeless. So, yeah, so this applies to quitters and people who've been fired or who've lost hours. So anyone can apply for it, which answers our question from before, who can who can apply. In. Yeah, yeah, not sure how I feel about that, but okay. Yeah, and I agree. I mean... But you also have to meet... It's, a, it's not sustainable. You also have to meet a certain... What was number two? Uh, your household income is below a certain amount. But if you're not making an income, then it's zero. That's true. But only one person ha needs to qualify for... Oh, that's true. So, so I mean, you... Right, 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 right. Say, like... So, if it's a family. Mm. If it's a family, and say, like, mom's still raking in, right, 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 you know, right. $100,000, mm -hmm. but dad's like, oh, I lost my job, mm. they're going to be like, mm, 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 no, you're good. Right, Calm right, down. Right. Right, so there is a little bit of a barrier there. So yeah. it, it qualifies to most people, um, but maybe not if you have a family member who's still making a lot of money. Um, okay. I feel like that just that stops some people from some people taking advantage. Could homeless people have taken advantage? Well, no, because they didn't have an agreement to live anywhere. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so that's a good stipulation. You can't just go and be like, "Hey, I couldn't pay my rent because mm -hmm. I didn't have any." Uh, so back to the article yes. now that we've answered that question which I think was really important four years later uh, though evictions have not spiked I guess that's where we are though evictions have not spiked in most communities there is a concern that millions of tenants who qualify for help could be tossed out before the money arrives as of September 13th, nearly 3.3 million people said they were very or somewhat likely to face eviction in the next two months, according to the Census Bureau's Household Pulse Survey. Uh, so put down the phone and look for a job. This is a joke. Because <laughs> uh, they phone you terrible. for these surveys. Yeah, I know. Uh, in the survey that ran through August 30th, more than 3.6 million people said they faced evictions. Which means that there's at least 3.6 million tenants who are not getting rent. Do you Land know what I almost want to argue? Mm -hmm. The states messed this up. The states need to fix it. Yep. I completely agree. I completely you need agree. to go to your legislation mm -hmm. and do something to say, hey, 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 okay, if your tenant has applied for this, mm -hmm. you still can't throw them out. But back to the whole, does the federal government need to say, okay, no evictions ever? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I say the states broke it. The states have, states have to fix it. I don't think this is on the federal government anymore. Oh, no. I don't I don't think so at all because so. it's the states who are allocating these resources to the tenants. And so if you're worried that because this has ended since you had 18 months to get these people their money mm -hmm. and not let them or implement programs that actually freaking work in 18 right. months – if you're worried about this, you need to fix it. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, that's not the federal government's problem. Or I fault. Mean, I think the federal it. government should do something to intervene and say, like, we're going to hold you accountable or, or we're going to, I don't know, withhold state funding until you allocate these 
Yeah, because... Allocate the funds that we gave you to give these people. Here's the thing, bro. Where's that money? Mm -hmm. Where is that money? What are you doing with it right now? Mm -hmm. so. I mean, one of my arguments, what is it? I, I think I even posted it on the website, is I want people who have lost their jobs during the pandemic because of the pandemic to get their money back because they lost their jobs, not because of COVID, but because the government said, well, we're going to shut things down. Yeah. And I think that's terrible. And I think they're owed that money back that they had lost, whether that means six months or a year or 18 months. Well, I mean, it is still up for determination, but I think people should be compensated for the government coming in and, and, and taking away their livelihoods. And because... And this applies there. Well, and some, some countries mm -hmm. just went, you know, straight for it. And we're like, all right, look, if you lost your job due to COVID, if you were in the service industry or something that shut mm -hmm. down, we're just going to give you your annual salary. Done. That's yep. That's exactly now, what I'm Now some countries went mm -hmm. a little extreme and were like, everybody gets their annual salary, even if you didn't. No, that's stupid. Yeah. Well, you know, we had, we had both sides of the coin. We decided, mm -hmm. eh, no, everybody just gets a little bit. That's what we decided. And I disagree with that too. I, I, I've made this argument many times. I have yeah. no idea why I received a stimulus check. That would have fixed... I don't want to say all these problems, mm -hmm. but honestly, it would have fixed all these problems. It would have mm -hmm. been better legislation and probably cost a lot, though I know it would have cost a lot less. Mm -hmm. So, and then we wouldn't have had to have the eviction moratorium mm -hmm. or, you know, send thousands of, sorry, thousands, billions mm -hmm. of dollars for this. Right. Because the people that lost their jobs were not getting income. They were the people that could not pay their rent. And that spawned the eviction moratorium. And that spawned the need for rental assistance. But had you just given these people at least six months of the the remainder of the year, so March through, I don't know, December, right? We'll just say, because as a starting point, yeah. because who, know, who knew back then how long it would go? And you just gave them that six months salary. Boom. Then you don't you even go. need the eviction moratorium because they can pay the rent. You don't even need the rental assistance because they can pay the rent. Now we still could have, in maybe not increased, but, you know, at least provided maybe provided a little bit more like unemployment benefits because mm -hmm. say you were on unemployment say you had just lost your job in like january and mm -hmm. you would just weren't there yet you were mm -hmm. gonna get a new job but like you just weren't quite there mm -hmm. you you were on the list you were gonna get called but then the world shut down those people would not have had an annual salary to get a portion of mm -hmm. but they would have still needed help as well because they physically couldn't get a job at that point so now your argument is now that it's been 18 months and that's a fair point. Mm -hmm. But at that time they would have needed assistance as well. So you couldn't have cut out the unemployment like completely. Mm -hmm. Maybe they still would have needed an increase or something, but you could have given out a lot less of it because you wouldn't have had all those people who lost their jobs then applying for that, those benefits because they would have just gotten there. Okay. Stuff. So you're assuming my, my payment program would have happened in December, but up until that point, you would have needed the, the, the unemployment to keep everyone afloat. Well, you would have just needed the unemployment to keep the unemployed people afloat, mm -hmm. the people who were previously unemployed. Oh, well, of course. I mean, no, no question about it. I mean, yeah, obviously. But again, that money could have still been increased and it still would have needed a lower budget because mm -hmm. you wouldn't have had all the additional people on that payroll. So it was just a, a total, it was a total governmental mess. Well, I mean, really. What I, isn't? I get that people say that, oh, you got your stimulus to stimulate the economy. But the fact that I didn't lose my job meant that I was still spending money in the same way that – like I didn't buy anything more because I got a stimulus check. I know some people did. I bought but. more online once things opened, like 
warehouses and stuff finally started opening back up mm -hmm. because you know pandemic shopping was a thing so i was i was still stimulating the economy right um treasury officials said the strong signs of progress came from new jersey new york and south carolina which have struggled to get their programs going. New Jersey, for example, sent out no money in the first quarter, but now has distributed 78% of its first installment money and doubled the number of households served in August compared to July. Good for New Jersey. Spending in Florida increased from $60.9 in July to $141 Oh, in, in August, while South Carolina went from $10.6 million to $25.3 million. New York saw a jump from $8.5 million to $307 million from, from July to August. I mean, that's phenomenal. Yeah. Um, among cities and counties, New York, Los Angeles, and Miami-Dade County in Florida collectively reached 27,000 households and spent more than $347 million in August compared to 800000 in May. But there were laggards. I like that word. Ohio, which started strong, saw its distribution decline slightly. Kentucky saw a slight drop uh, from $13.1 million to $11.9 million. Iowa only distributed $7 million. In August, nearly 1.5 million families helped is meaningful progress, but the overall rate of spending emergency rental assistance remains too slow, says Dan Dana, Diane Yentl. You messed that all up. Uh, those people, those places, which aren't spending funds, risk having the assistance redirected to other states or cities. Which is totally fair. You don't need it, you don't get it. Right, true. Absolutely. Treasury is planning to release details next week on how it will handle the process for reallocating funds, shifting money from those places that don't have a demonstrated need to those that have exhausted 65% of its money and need more. The allocation is expected to happen over months. The emergency rental assistance statute allows for reallocating emergency rental assistance funds beginning September 30th, and in a letter to grantees Friday, U.S. Department, U.S. Deputy Secretary of the Treasury, Wally Adaimo said the department would identify excess funds for reallocation through a fair approach based on transparent benchmarks. Even if a grantee is deemed to have excess funds and is potentially subject to reallocation, the guarantee or the grantee will be given an opportunity to prevent present mitigation circumstances and blah 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 blah. Housing advocates blame the slow rollout of the Treasury Department under President Donald Trump, saying his administration was slow to explain how the money could be spent. They say the guidance is clear, clearer from the Biden administration, but the process is uh, process still seems more focused on preventing fraud than helping tenants. Please tell me how. Please tell me how with the requirements that we read. That it's more focused towards preventing fraud yes. than helping tenants? I don't know. Holy it seemed to apply to everybody. Make it make sense. Uh, the Treasury Department credited the increased spending in August to changes that allowed tenants to access their income and risk of becoming homeless, among other criteria. Oh, so maybe it just increased the, the criteria. Maybe the criteria that we read is different from the criteria before. Oh, that's fair. Maybe. No, but it still seems broader. Yeah. So I can't imagine... The Trump administration fraud. having anything more broad. Yeah, that's, that's like, true. Like considering the leanings of the previous of the previous versus this administration, 
wouldn't they be more focused on helping like limiting fraud anyway no. many states and local governments fearing fraud have measures in place that can take weeks to verify an applicant who qualifies for help and i know i'm the social worker in this situation and i want everybody helped and i want you know but the point that you have made the point that we have made a lot i think mm -hmm. is you can't use this pandemic to fix issues that you haven't been able to fix previously. Mm -hmm. Yep. Like you just can't use this little tiny chunk of time and fix problems that have spanned decades. I will give you the perfect example. There are, at least a couple weeks ago, there was 8.5 million people who were unemployed, okay? The argument from the left was that we need to continue unemployment benefits for all of these unemployed people, not just regular unemployment, but the, the federal unemployment program, yeah. right? But then when you actually look at the number, the numbers before the pandemic, you had around 5 million people who were unemployed. And sure, they were unemployed, but they were just receiving the, the regular unemployment benefits. So when you say we need to continue the federal unemployment benefits, you really, I mean, if you really want to do that, fine, but you only need to do that for about 3.5 million people, not the total 8.5 million people, right? Because the difference is only right. that three point whatever. Mm -hmm. So that's assuming that the people who were unemployed are still unemployed. Right. And then you just had everybody else on top of them. Mm -hmm. That's a fair argument. But let us know in the comments down below, have you been affected by the uh, by the problems with the rental aid mechanics? I had somebody ask me the other day, sorry, this is just random, but mm -hmm. they asked me the other day, they were like, so did COVID impact your job at all? And I was just like, well, I'm a hospital social worker, mm -hmm. so I guess a little. And she was just like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I don't know. It was just funny to me. So it's like, well, yeah, a little bit. But you still got paid every single day. I did get paid. Yeah, and yeah. for that, I am eternally grateful. Mm -hmm. So, And with that, we'll see you next time. Bye, guys.